Feather the brake and get back to the gas. Dan and Dirk are headed into turn three on the front stretch. It's time for another Quaker Steak and Lube track champion interview. We are recording these a couple of weeks back down at Quaker Steak and Lube. Nancy, Todd, Anthony, everybody's hanging down here with us, including this guy, infinite champion for uh, for IMCA. They just quit counting. It's just, you know what? He's got the infinite wins, infinite championship. Mike Nichols joining us on the show. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been far too long since we've had you on the show, and um, I guess we could measure it probably in wins, and I think you're somewhere around probably 50 more wins since you've been on the show last. <laughs> it's been a it's been a few. It's been a very pretty good ride over the years, hasn't it? Though I mean, it's and by the way, I think I talked about it last time you were on the show. You're about half the man you were when the first time we interviewed you, and that seems to be still be going well. It's it's easy to lose the weight. It's difficult to keep it off. Well, especially this time of year, uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of sweets around and. Uh, <laughs> And of course, it's a, a drinking holiday, as most of them are. So, well, and it's been so, a very drinking year too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of them leads to the other. <laughs> Do you drink? I, I don't know if I ever saw you with a beer in your hand before. Uh, last time, I think we both partake together. Uh, so I think that was at was that at Columbus or was that at uh, Shelby County Speedway? But uh, you've never been at Columbus, have you? I we, swore I swore we, you were at. Uh, I've got a doppelganger that runs around. Uh. <laughs> He was he was probably having a beer at Harlan back yeah. at the tiny line. Well, he was having a beer at US 30, I thought too. So listen, I it's, never been there. If I had more than a couple of beers, it's very possible I forgot I was ever there. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's, known to happen. It's actually pretty rare that I see the guy without a beer. So yeah, yeah that, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to make everyone feel comfortable because <laughs> I'm such an uncomfortable guy. <laughs> he just doesn't like the alcohol to expire. <laughs> right, I'm really worried about that. And I, I was really worried about uh, that. Yeah, that that stock seemed to be getting a little bit old. So I was helping to. Freshen up the stock a little bit, you know. Checking out the board on date. All right, good year for you and uh, track championship at Shelby County Speedway. Kind of talk a little bit about that, how your year went down there with the truncated season. Obviously started out pretty slow, I think, for everybody just getting going uh, in 2020. But um, once once we got going, the racing the racing actually stunk for me right away for the first couple of weeks. And then until we kind of found a groove, um, I got... Uh, I get a hard time quite a bit um, about always getting back into my 2013 car, and I got back into my 2013 car here <laughs> somewhere around the first of June. And when I did that, man, it was just like flipping a light switch on. Yeah. The car was the car's awesome, and and uh, things the winds kind of took care of themselves. Um, I always say that you know in order to to be in contention for a track championship or a national championship, you know you. Once you win races, the points kind of take care of themselves. But uh, if you can keep that win percentage, you know, around 50% or whatever, uh, it's good. And then, you know, by the end of the year, I think we were up around 63%. So hit my number. Yeah, why, six why wins. Why mess with any other car than the 2013 car? <laughs> I, I don't get that part. Uh, you know, the, the, the guy that builds the B&B, he kind of likes to see me at a new one every year. Um, so, so I do that. Um, I actually wish I had my 2019 back. That's probably the best car I was ever in. Um, the the 20 we struggled with, but um, but kind of got it going uh, there. And and of course we sold it here a couple months ago. But um, why not? Goodness. I, I, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the 21 <laughs> on the way. I'll have that in January, and and we'll get going on. It's that. so. How many races into the season do you expect to switch back to the 2013? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always get a kick out of these out of drivers because because you guys it, it's a I don't know it's it's just one of those prerequisites being a driver. You spend all season figuring a car out. Last 
quarter, uh, 30, 40% of the season, you got to figure it out and you're just humming along. Season ends, you're top five in points, you're champion, whatever. We better sell that car. (laughs) I always think to myself, why not just keep it? (laughs) It's been a successful car for you. Why not keep it? And Dirk, every once in a while, reminds me, safety upgrades, safety improvements. That's the reason why. That car has just got, I mean, to think about what I've done just in that car. I mean, that car, I've got over 300 wins in. That 13? Yes. That's insane. That's got to go into the Nebraska Auto Racing Hall of Fame eventually, right? That car has been on the front row at Super Nationals three years in a row. Um, That car has won the Super Nationals. That car has won uh, five national championships, you know, basically. So uh, it's been kind of crazy. I took it in to get uh, updated. In fact, we were just talking about that this weekend. Uh, you know, like, why would you mess yeah. with that at all? Yeah. Uh, and it bolted right into the jig at B&B. So it's, it's not it's bent kinda, at all. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so fast because it's that's awesome. You know, it's so straight. It was good. It was good. You know, right from day one, and it's it's been <laughs> it's been good all the way since then. So. By the way, those aspiring track champions out there, when Mike says that his season started off a little bit slow, that means that he f- didn't finish in the top ten. Uh, top five once and all but two races got the win at, at Shelby County at Shelby Speedway. County Speedway yeah. Six wins out of eight, seven top fives, top ten every single race. So that's the marker for if you have a slow start to your season. <laughs> but I, I tease a little bit because that's that's an amazing accomplishment, but that's the standard you gotta set for yourself if you expect to be a champion in your career. In order to win track championships, you know, consistency is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so in eight races, you know, and of course, the way the point system is structured, you can't miss any nights. Um, but when you have a couple of guys that are real good night after night, uh, you really can't afford any DNFs either. And um, actually, the, the guy that, that finished second in points, um, he, he DNF'd the same night that I did. Otherwise, it would have been really interesting there right at the end. Yeah, only, uh, what, 19 points separate you and Dusty Van Horn. And uh, really gave you a run for your money. Really, to be just consistent racer and 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 kind of made things fun for you. Yeah, he got uh, he got really fast this year. Um, I think he was in a new car, and um, you know, I I kept telling him. Uh, I think he finished second, you know, four or five times, and I and I kept telling him, I'm like, one of these nights. I know it's yeah. going to happen, and then sure enough, the last race of the year at Tiny Lun, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dusty finally finally got the monkey off of his back and got the win, and and I went over there and I put my arm on him and I said, I told you it was coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that, it, it, and maybe this was just his side, but I, I could tell you that it, I was over in that pits on uh, the Friday night of the Tiny Lun. Uh, he felt like he had that race locked in, but once again, you just came right past him and and got the better finish, and then on Saturday night he was able to get the win. But uh, he just, he was talking to me that Friday night and he's like, I am getting so sick and tired of getting beat by that guy. I cannot figure out what to do. And I said, and you and everybody else. I mean, it's, it's just been his career, but uh, it, is it special to know that you are the benchmark for a lot of drivers, not just stock cars, but if I can beat Mike Nichols, I've done something. <laughs> Uh, I, now, now I your answer is very, very tough. I know you don't want to answer it because you could sound very arrogant in it, but I think you've earned it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's everywhere I, I go in, I can I can kind of hear that that breath of you know coming out of people. You know, son of a 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, I mean, right, right as we roll into the pits. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Um, what's, what's second pay here? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you, it's, we, have, we still have so much fun, and I've, I'm having just as much fun now as I did 25 years ago when I first started. Mm-hmm. And if it ever quits being fun, you quit doing it. But uh, right now, I mean, I'm having a ball. I don't foresee an, an end to my racing career. So That's good. I mean, I enjoy watching you race. I know that those guys that are sitting there in the pits watching you roll in, kicking the dirt, going, Nyah! don't enjoy that and would prefer that you would just retire. You know, when I, when I got started in the stock cars, a guy by the name of Jeff Anderson was, was the benchmark. And uh, I finished behind Jeff a lot of nights and I, I thought the same thing, you know, what a second pay and uh, is this yeah. guy ever going to be done in the stock car, but uh, racing against someone like that, you know, or you could say um, the guys that, that do race against me, it, it, makes, it makes you better and um, it kind of um, it kind of lets you know where you're at um, and if you, if you do uh, accomplish something like, you know, outrun a guy you know a few times uh gives you the confidence to go pretty much anywhere in the country and and run up front you've done that a lot too have gone and raced a lot of different places i mean i'll check your facebook page on a any given weekend and all of a sudden you're down in middle kansas or you know if one of your weekly tracks or a track you're trying to support is off that weekend then you'll you'll go anywhere and go race and by god you get the win even if that was your first time at the racetrack uh yeah i I'd say my first trip to the track, my win percentage is pretty high. But uh, um, yeah, it's the, the key is to just keep racing as much as you can. Um, it might sound a little crazy, but the difference as a driver to race four nights a week instead of three nights a week, um, you're that much sharper because yeah. you're in the car that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell the young kids all the time, I'm like. You know, the key to getting better is to race. You got to get in the car. Yeah. You got to go out and do it. That's what, that was one of the lessons my instructors at, at uh, the radio program I did. They go, you cannot get good at anything doing it once. You have got to do it multiple times a week because eventually you will build that familiarity and you will get much better at it. Uh, and that's, that's the same thing with racing. A lot of guys say, well, I can't afford to go racing two times a week. Well, then it's going to be very difficult for you to have any kind of a career in this. It better be a hobby for you then. <laughs> right. And just have a good time and enjoy making the A every once in a while. But you're just never going to be that good if you can't. What is that number for you if you were to guess for anybody else? Is it three races a week or if they got to be at four? The more, the better. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's... Some people would laugh at me, but believe me, there was there was a time my my dad, who has passed now, uh, told me that I sucked, <laughs> and I did. And, well, there was probably and, a time, and he was right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, he footed, yeah, he footed the third. bill on a lot of that stuff. So, um, so I guess I guess he 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 paid his way to uh, to be able to make those comments. But uh, um, you know, you, you you get through those growing pains and. And it's it's those kinds of times that make you better. You know, you learn and, and learn from your mistakes, and, and it makes you a better racer. Did those comments make you put your head down and work a little bit harder, or was it much of a give up, like, well, what have I got to do? Well, it's the father-son thing. Yeah. Um, you know, dad doesn't know anything. So, um, <laughs> and now that he's gone, you know, he was he was right yeah, an he awful knew everything. lot. But, yeah. but, but I'll be damned if I was going to tell him he was right at the time. <laughs> Um, so he knew it. Yeah, <laughs> he knew but, he was right. But you know, um, leaning on you like that, of course, it it makes you dig a little bit harder and and. 
to be a better racer. Mike Nichols, driver the number 63 stock car throughout the area, won the track championship at Shelby County Speedway. Six wins on the season, picked up the championship by a meager 19 points. And you would expect six wins out of eight races. That would have been a much larger gap, but it was a very close battle between you and Dusty Van Horn. Plans for 2021, are you coming back in the stock cars at Shelby County again? Yes, uh, actually we'll be racing a stock car and then we're um, crazy for some odd reason. Uh, we actually are starting a new venture with a sport mod as well. So wow. I'm gonna try, gonna try to do double duty for the majority of the year this year. Somebody was messaging me about that, that you know, Mike Nichols is gonna be in a sport mod. And I was trying to think, didn't I, didn't I interview at a racetrack one night after you raced a sport mod or was it a late model? Um, well, it might have been at Tiny Lund with the, with the sport mod. Was it, a it was at Tiny Lund because you're right there next to the barbecue shack. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. And you did well in the sport mod. <laughs> so, <laughs> right next to the food and yeah. beer. That's where Taylor's that's at. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, everybody. <laughs> I was next to the barbecue joint. But, uh, yeah, that, that's really cool. So uh, where are you planning on racing in the sport mod? Uh, so we bought a, a trailer last year that was capable of hauling two cars and now we're gonna upgrade our our truck uh, to be able to pull the trailer with two cars in it um, so we've had the same you know the 2005 Duramax for a long time um, and now we're actually talked talk my missus into uh, a toter truck so really so we're yeah so we're signing on the dotted line for 10 years worth of debt Hey, listen, uh, I've got a couple of things I'd love Sarah to sign off on. Can you come over and talk her into it for me? Because I've, I've failed so far. It only took 25 years to do this. So Are you going down a mountain? It's a long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, Jay down there, it's it just makes sense to, yeah. to work with him. Well, on you that. would think as much as you travel that a toter would just, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, those long hauls, instead of, you know, the race gets over at 11, 12, sometimes 2, instead of driving home, you can just stay right there in a comfortable toter. You know what the selling point is, is, is the bathroom. <laughs> I the, can get it. And the air I get conditioning. It, yeah. who, was, who was the owner of Bristol Motor Speedway years and years ago? Um, he was the owner and promoter of Bristol. Owned a, I think he owned a... Not promoter, but uh, Bruton. Bruton Smith, right, right. His lesson... To anybody that worked at Bristol, his rule number one was keep the ladies' restrooms pristine. Because you keep them happy at the racetrack, they're going to let their guys come back. And that's uh, that. Mike Nichols took a little book, a little page out of that book there. That worked out. So I'm not, somehow I just have to equate anything that I'm getting to a better bathroom situation for Sarah. That's how he got the misses in there. Yeah. Mommy, you won't have to use that porta potty anymore. God, how many times have we had to go to the bathroom with that cell phone flashlight? Well, it's also, you know, uh, so I travel for, for work, and so I have a little bit of a trucker bladder and don't like to stop once I once we get out on the road. And, yeah. And uh, so having the bathroom on board, uh, now I can keep trucking, and, and I don't have to, to stop for someone that may need to stop more often than what I do. So where are you planning on racing that sport mod? So we'll be at the Shelby County Speedway on Saturdays. Um, it's looking like Crawford County Speedway and Denison on Fridays. Cool. And then uh, we'll go out and see our buddy Chad Dolan in, in Lexington. Anthony will be out there announcing, I'll bet, a little bit. Uh, I think the, the Malvern Bank coming in, race coming up. 
out there. So J July 12th, it says, okay, so that's good. Um, so Chad Dolan won the Dawson County Raceway in Lexington on Sundays. And we'll see uh, kind of how the, the COVID situation works, but uh, we'll try to get on Thursday nights to US 30 and see Bobby Lincoln uh, up there in Columbus as much as we can. Good deal. Mike Nichols in the number 63. Make sure to thank some of those great sponsors to help keep the operation rolling. Uh, Luke Cochran, SSS Motorsports, B&B Racing Chassis. Uh, obviously, we talked about that car that's been been phenomenal uh, since 2013. It was my first B&B. Um, KS Engineering, Kevin Stoa does the engines on the thing. Um, Wade Cross with FX Suspension uh, does, the, does the shocks. Um, I have a lot more. I don't have a list in front of me. Um, Anytime you, anybody gets a chance to come over and look at my car, um, I, I appreciate it, and I know everybody uh, on that car uh, appreciates the opportunity to patronize their business. Amen to that. Mike Nichols Racing on Facebook. You can follow him today and keep up to date with where he's racing at and how the, uh, how the, uh, the racing action went that night. Congratulations on the great season once again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks a lot for your time, Mike. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule, and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information.